Welcome to another episode of Locker Lab. My name is Brian Dewey, co-founder and CEO of Colony. And I'm Mark Levy, general partner of Locker One Ventures. Today we're joined by Van Tucker, um, general manager at Harbor Lockers. Super excited to have you on today, Van. Yep, super excited as well. It's a nice summer day, and what's a better time to start uh, joining Locker Lab's podcast? Pretty excited. Thanks, Van, uh, for joining us. And when I go to Harbor's website, there's not a lot that I, I can uh, gauge from what Harbor does. So you want to give me just a brief description of uh, Harbor and, you know, kind of the bad story of how it got started. Yeah. So, yeah, by design, you know, we've kind of been a R&D um, stealth mode for the, about the last year. Um, and what Harbor Locker is, is, you know, you see a lot of different in locker companies, especially in the United States and globally, there's locker companies everywhere. And one of the big things um, that we develop is making lockers become as a service with an open uh, locker network, which enables other entrepreneurs and organizations to leverage a locker without the capital expense of deploying lockers themselves. So we're a locker as a service platform that's made designed to be out in the public, which enables other companies to offer first mile and last mile services via lockers, but also it's really this ecosystem of um, companies building apps and things that we may never even envision that can be built on lockers. So we're kind of in the early stages, very excited to be on this podcast, kind of sharing more about the story and what we've been building on. Um, you got to ask the next question, What that's kind of what Hop, uh, Harbor Lockers is, and the kind of the backstory of Harbor and where it came from, you know, this is what's fun about this podcast. We've got the godfather of lockers, Ark, on the po- podcast, and you know, and that's where this whole concept came from in reality um, is, you know, lockers have been in democracy, you know, it's been out everywhere, you know, not as popular in the United States, but in Asia and Europe, lockers you see much more often. And the idea was how do we kind of bring this concept of lockers that to become more socially accepted in the United States, but there was really no locker company out there or someone's like, that, hey, you know, everyone's been kind of waiting. It's like, hey, for a major carrier or someone to do it. But the issue about the United States is it spreads out so far and wide. But there's been a lot of different people using lockers, you know, like Luxor One uh, and then uh, Amazon and then all these other use cases. Everyone making these closed locker networks. And the really the way to do it, we saw was um, how do we make this become an open locker? So we have multiple retailers and companies using it. Uh, very similar to like a Stripe for payments, that kind of democratized credit card processing. Before Stripe, you had to go out there and like send all your bank information, go find a merchant processor, all this headache to even start an e-commerce store. Then we kind of took the same idea on lockers. How can we let someone like, say going out to China or finding the manufacturers, like how can they really open up an SDK? Really, literally if they're, tech savvy and they have a development background, they can like integrate lockers within one weekend is the concept we came up with. So uh, that's the concept is really democratizing lockers, very similar to like a payment processor company about a decade ago. Um, and that's what we've been working on kind of behind the scenes. We're in one pilot market currently um, that we've been for about six months um, in that pilot market in California. And that the goal of the pilot market was really to work out our technology stack and making sure our network connections work the way it works. Because that's what we see ourselves as, is a locker network. We're not, you know, we do have a locker that we manufacture and we call it Anywhere Locker. But in reality, we're a 
public locker network that is um, currently um, growing in the United States. So Harbor is a, it's Harbor by Luxor One. So it's a brand of Luxor One and a product that Luxor One has launched. What's the difference between Luxor One, who is really a, a parcel locker, a, a Bopis locker and Harbor? Yeah, so the primary difference between Luxor One and Harbor, you know, we are, we're, we're part of the Luxor One family at Harbor. Um, and we're leveraging a lot of the domain expertise of Luxor One. But the main difference is, you know, these lockers are out in public locations. That's why we're making a public locker loca- uh, network. They're going to be at convenience stores, parks, uh, anywhere you can, uh, coffee shops, and anywhere you can easily go to in the public. Where Luxor One lockers are clo- is a closed network, what we call a private locker, that's open to mostly um, tenants of a multifamily property or retail customers that are maybe at a major retail store like Home Depot, that you're going in for a BOPIS pickup. So, you know, those brands and use cases still could be used with Harbor, but that's the main primary difference, that it's a closed locker that's not open for the general public. You typically need to be a customer or a resident at a property to access a Luxor One locker. Some of the barriers regarding lockers is just kind of from installation to, um, you know, setup. And, and getting going, have have you made it re, with the Harbor Locker made it um, a little bit more simplistic than having all of these you know metal doors and shelves and stuff come in and wires all over the place? Is it pretty kind of easy to to get installed uh, and kind of expand this network? Yeah, you know, us being like people that love hardware, we talk about we so <laughs> you know that's the key component was making to make this concept to get our grand vision of 10,000 lockers within the next three years um, to make a very drop and deploy locker. So we developed a, a locker called the Anywhere Locker as a locker that we can have. Our initial goal was to have this locker be able to be installed within 15 minutes. Um, in reality, I see it getting done within seven minutes. So we, um, it's really, we can just drive up to a location, drop the locker, um, make sure it's, it's all secured, get it online within seven minutes, and that's the vision how we can scale really quickly. These are um, battery powered lockers that are um, also enabled via Bluetooth. So we have a Bluetooth SDK, which lets our organizations and uh, apps we work with can easily open in their apps through their own user experience. So that was the big requirement for us was to design a locker that we can drop and deploy quickly um, to really get the scale that we need in the United States for lockers. So we know that the the traditional use case for lockers, I mean, there's a couple, right? Um, we've seen the lockers at amusement parks for you know bag storage and things, uh, smart parcel lockers. The other the other one that's really taken off is, is parcel lockers um, in apartment buildings. Uh, buy online, pick up at stores using these these lockers as well. Can you walk me through a use case of how you see a harbor locker being used? I think you said you know any third party can kind of use this. What's an example of a third party and how they might use a harbor locker yeah so t- traditionally lockers are used in the uh, most time for partial and also storage of items at like uh, events or a music part so you know if we talk about those are the primary 80 20 of current lockers um, but in reality they can use it in any way so the the user experience would be you know um, if you're a major retailer and you wanted to offer a uh, last mile pickup of a package instead of delivering to a doorstep may deliver it to a nearby locker that's safe and secure and they can pick it up anytime so the way that user experience would work 
a customer be on the checkout page of a uh, retailer. They then cho uh, choose the option um, nearby locker drop-off. That would then fetch in all of our locker locations nearby. Um, then the customer would then choose a locker location. And then what would happen is a the carrier that would then deliver the item to that nearby locker, um, to the locker. Then the way the carrier accesses the locker is through their uh, mobile device. Once the item's in the locker, the customer will get a notification that your lock your item's now been delivered to that nearby locker. They then go out their convenience up to that locker via that uh, mobile app that's integrated with that brand and pick up the locker. So or the item from the locker. So that's the typical experience. You need to have the customer choose where they want to pick up an item, and then you have it delivered, and the customer picks it up. Our goal has always been how do we like make this as frictionless as possible. And that's where we really built in. No, you don't need to go download like a FedEx or you know a carrier. These brands can actually integrate this whole locker pickup solution within their native app experience. So it's nice and clean uh, user experience when it's integrated into those retailer apps. So are you saying that retailers with their buy online uh, ship a package is the main use case for Harbor? Uh, not the current use case, but that's what we see for packages for the, like what most lockers are used for today. Um, but, you know, currently we're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs use these lockers for ideas that for use cases that um, not even even thought of, you know, like product um, giveaways and promotions is one use case that we're seeing lockers be used for. So a brand can then get people to give things out through the lockers instead of having staffing up someone to run a sampling program or th something like that they can just drive use uh, through a digital marketing campaign say hey you want a free sample they uh, send that traffic uh, they opt in for it then they can go pick up the locker through that branded app experience so the way harbor works is kind of behind the scenes um, it's very similar to a payment process and no one knows is that harbor experience it's all built into um, the brand, but that's one other use case we're seeing product activations for giveaways um, as well in the lockers. But the primary use case is open book. Still working it. We're still in the early stages rolling lockers out for sure. I've always looked at lockers as a uh, a utility or kind of a what should be a core piece of infrastructure, and you're really kind of taking that um, and and focusing on that as you know a a locker being a a just a core piece of our infrastructure in our communities with with the network is that right yeah there's already you know we're taking like the mailbox you know the united states postal service already has lockers and locations throughout most you know the, every single door in the united states and they also have these lockers in the communities and we're kind of taking this more open modular approach where other companies can leverage these uh nearby lockers and then add values added services on top of it so we do see it as an infrastructure play, for sure. Um, and we, what we've been seeing is a lot of, um, you know, a lot of different creative uses for a locker um, out there. So if I, if I was on one of those creative uses, um, so let's say I wanted to uh, use lockers for uh, keys for, for Turo cars or something like that. So either I'm Turo and I want to add this functionality to the Turo app or maybe I'm an entrepreneur who wants to, you know, start a business around uh, key drops, whether they be for Airbnb or Turos or other or cleaning services. How do I how do I get started? How do I, uh, you know, is there a harbor locker near me? 
where are all the harbor lockers? How do I build the software? What does is, what is that process look like? The way the process works, we've um, really streamlined the process for uh, entrepreneurs and developers to get started. So they reach out to us at harborlockers.com, they request information, and then from there we jump on a um, phone call and we kind of really learn more about the use case because we see all of our companies we work with as partners uh, and we work with them very closely on identifying where we should even put lockers and how it works because that's the primary thing about when it comes to lockers, location matters significantly to make the, you know, if you're doing a key drop, you know, we don't, uh, you need to find, make sure that locker is really near that rate rental or where they're storing those cars for pickup. So we work very closely on the lo locations that we'll be rolling out for that entrepreneur. And at the same time, we work with um, their development team on providing our documented SDK and API integrations into their uh, app that already exists. If they don't have an app yet, we developed an open source uh, boilerplate app that's built in React Native, which lets the entrepreneur able to take that little boilerplate that's mostly all front end and with some our SDK integrated, and they can take that, modify it a bit, add a back end web service on it, and they can be able to create that uh, new experience um, for storing keys. So typically that whole approach, that whole timeline, is can be technically done within four weeks from this entrepreneur come up with the idea to actually be deployed in market. You can go from idea stage and actually get start leveraging it within four weeks. You know, if you're really savvy, you can get it done in one weekend as well. Four weeks and seven minutes. <laughs> seven minutes to install it, a weekend to build it. Love it. It also sounds like your work, like, I mean, this is kind of what Colony does, right? With white label apps. Is there an integration between? Colony and Harbor, and could I just go on the Colony, spin up an app, and have it talk to a Harbor locker? That's the whole thing. Uh, you know, the whole no-code movement um, is still strong and alive. And a lot of entrepreneurs before, you had to go bring in like a technical co-founder or something like that to start like a software company. But companies like Colony, Shopify are really democratizing it, where people can go out and build a software-based business without building, hiring developers. So, you know, our partnership with uh, Colony, which is already done the um, underground technology to open and close lockers, fetch locations. So with Colony, they make it even much more simpler because we can actually go out and take your app, pay, you know, reskin it and really even make a proof of concept app or even your real production ready app uh, without any developer resources with Colony. So, um, we're excited what we've been doing with Colony. Um, again, you know, it's kind of our early stages of this. Um, and, you know, the companies that we are working with Colony are been pretty incredible to see. Man, it's pretty good, Van. You really hyped up my business quite well. Well, it's the reason we enjoy Colony. He's a true partner. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you're really making, you know, we're, the, we're behind the scenes. You know, it's we, us relying on companies, our technology integration partners, and also making this easy for people to develop uh, lockers. And that's the, the fun part is like, you know, we're one of Locker Labs podcasts and we got uh, these companies like us, all of us doing lockers. Who would have thought there's such a small niche of lockers out there? You know, if, you know, if I met Ark two years ago, I would never even, you know, it's kind of very it's crazy to see. And I'm really excited as we get more of these lockers deployed out publicly, more and more awareness of lockers than we seen. But I do so that we are still are in the early days here in the United States of locker user adoption. No, I, I agree uh, completely. One of the questions I had regarding the locker that you can deploy so quickly in over so many different use cases that you mentioned 
is there different configurations? Can um, can these businesses customize the locker sizes and, and the, the configuration of the physical locker? Uh, because I feel like the locker sizes might you know change quite considerably depending on you know the application and what they're looking to do. Yeah, absolutely. So we develop, you know, we see ourselves as a locker network, um, not a locker manufacturer. So we do have our Anywhere Locker is our initial uh, product that's Harbor enabled, which is that means is a public ready, public locker ready network locker. But we do see ourselves adding a lot of different configurations to our network of lockers. You so have our current Anywhere Locker, but then we can actually have shorter ones, larger ones, and that would be coming through our API. So in reality, you know, if there's a savvy entrepreneur it's like, hey, I want to take a locker that I've already developed and make it become a harbor enabled locker, that's actually possible. So, but currently we've taken our uh, data from our existing Luxor One private network and really define like 80-20 role. Like what is most of these locker sizes and use cases we're having through our, you know, we've done over 200 million deliveries through Luxor One's networks. So we took in all that data and then found the perfect locker that covers most use cases. But we do see in the future, there could be a harbor enabled locker room maybe, there could be large, maybe a, a, a storage unit company. It's like, hey, I wanna dedicate some of my locker, my storage units to become storage lockers, like bigger different use case, maybe storing bikes. So we really see us building this ecosystem of a network that's not just our anywhere locker, there's actually a lot of different configurations, but we take all that, standardize the data, then a company uh, can take that through our API and say, hey, they can really define what type of locations work best for the items that they're working with. So Ben, could you explain to me the, the business model? It sounds like, you know, harbors the, the lockers and third parties using it. I mean, how do you guys make money? What's the business model? Do the partners pay to place the lockers? How does this all work? Well, we're locker is a service business model. What that means is we charge um, the end user, which is our service providers, like the companies actually using the lockers for their customers or for their employees. So we charge a uh, network fee, very similar to an ATM machine, to access our public locker network. And that's a transactional fee. That's just a one-time fee. Then we also have a rental fee, just like renting a storage unit or anything like that, that's on a micro level. So if you store something under an hour, you're on the micro, and then we go everything up to even a year. You can lease one of these lockers like for maybe like a parts and market use case. Say, I just want a medium or large locker for a year or put something inside of it for your team. So the way we charge, that's the main use case on our harbor side is transactional fees and then the rental fee. And that's what we charge the customer, our service providers that then blend it into their customers or their employees that use it. But we do also um, have this concept where people can buy these lockers and then be hosted like an ATM machine. So that means they can resell the locker as a product and then individuals can then place the lockers at ideal locations and then take it and set their own rental fees. And then we uh, then charge a network exchange fee on top of it. So that's our primary business model is hard locker as a service, but we do see ourselves in a year from now really focusing these entrepreneurs that can then kind of spin up these um, lockers and very similar to an AT machine, they can host them and then uh, manage them within their locker network. Excellent. So you said you were just in, uh, you've been in a pilot program for one location for the last six months. 
Um, Europe has done quite well in developing and kind of networks of lockers. I was actually just in the UK uh, not long ago and taking the trains, there was Amazon lockers pretty much at every train station. Uh, it was quite interesting. So tell me a little bit about how this might change a normal person's life once there's a network of these lockers um, being uh, not just accessing a locker from the multifamily apartment that you live in, but you know why would somebody want to access a package or something from the train station like I was seeing you know throughout the UK? Yeah, in Europe they really proven the like the ideal location is putting lockers where you already go. So going through a train, you don't, a lot of people don't want to go off the edge path of like you know walk into a, a locker location. So putting these lockers in ideal locations where they're going on a daily basis is critical. Um, but you know changing the lives and habits is something that gets me really excited. And you know that's where our, uh, having these lockers. When you go on in the United States, for example. Um, you know, you go in, you pick up your item, a partial item, so you don't have to worry about, you know, coming home and the item's been stolen, stolen from your porch. You can have it shipped at this locker. You can pick it up and guarantee you can pick it, uh, grab it. Other use cases could be if you're traveling, um, you know, you could be a business person. I'm going to Atlanta or something. I can ship the items to a locker, not just using Amazon. So there's a lot of, re you know, Amazon is the big gorilla when it comes to e-commerce, but there's still a lot of B2B and other type of services that you don't ship that Amazon doesn't have. So that's the big component is, you know, you, a lot of people, if you want to ship them to a locker, it's limited to Amazon. But then there's the whole use case of key storage and these other things that a lot of people don't even realize exist. So that would be if you're going to the city and this person made a bag storage app, you know, instead of uh, going around holding your bags behind the hotel counter, they need to jet off to like a flight, you can then technically go put your bags at the next to the bus station example, go explore, like if you're in New York, then when you're ready to go back to GFK to fly out, you can just hit, grab your bags and head out. So that's where, you know, really changing the habits of people to really enjoy their city experiences or even life that gets us really excited of what we're doing. Um, but, you know, in Europe even, most of the lockers in Europe are just for partials and returns. You know, there's not really any locker con uh there is some other uh, lockers out there that do value added services but for us really we see ourselves as kind of building like the apple ecosystem like the app store is we're not just gonna be building like simple app for like, like a phone that just sends text messages and uh and takes phone calls you know we really see this being used for a lot of more st things than just partial items and amazon lockers it's storage of items picking stuff up really changing the habits of individuals so talk about Amazon lockers, Europe, I mean, in Europe, you've got um, some other similar lockers that are, you know, battery powered, don't need internet. I think uh, Clevron has one, Slipbox has one. I know Amazon is now, uh, in the U.S., I've seen their lockers that don't have a screen on them. We call them headless lockers. Um, how do you, you touched on a little bit, um, it sounds like most of those are used for parcels and Harvard is going to be used for other stuff. I mean, how do you differentiate from those other uh, competitors out there, and are there any other competitors in the U.S. Uh, doing what you plan on doing? Main thing of the competitors in the United States, um, you know, we're kind of the first mover of deploying um, a public locker network in the United States. Um, 
so then Europe, you know, if we're going to Europe, it'd be a whole other machine. It's when it comes to your carriers and things like that. Um, but when it comes to the actual, from the heart, you know, the hardware side, you know, the battery powered headless locker, um, I think it's cool. And we think it's really cool, us being these locker lab guys that live lockers and hardwares and build lockers. But the end user just wants to be able to pick up their item nice and convenient or drop it off. And that's where the whole headless, in my eyes, is the biggest thing that mo no other locker company like is doing is making a very friendly SDK and API and they can easily open and close that locker uh, built into their existing application that they're using. You know, if you go deliver something to, uh, through like DoorDash, our vision is, you know, you have to deliver food to it, you stay within that DoorDash app and you open it and close it and it's all fully integrated in you don't have to go download a third-party carrier app um, or anything like that. So, you know, us making those really uh, user-centric experiences are key. Um, but, you know, that's one thing we don't see Swiftbox doing. They have an app you have to use to open the locker. Same thing at InPost. They're vertically integrated in with the carriers. You have to use it in if you're delivering a package to it. With us having that fully integrated experience that enables brands and app companies to do whatever they want, and we're just providing the infrastructure really is game changer that I see no other company doing currently, but that will change and it'll be a very competitive market as more and more companies see what we're doing. I know you're still early, but with all these different options and really it's kind of endless opportunity, what is the, uh, the craziest idea that somebody has brought to you uh, that they want to use a locker for it? Do you have anything really just off the wall that you can share? Obviously, without maybe divulging the person's name or company. Craziest idea. Uh, that's a good word. The word crazy. I'm trying to figure this one out. So, you know, uh, the craziest idea I have, this is this guy. Uh, the craziest idea we got is um, really trying to interconnect the meta universe. So this is big buzz in the world, like meta universe blah, 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 web three, you know, it's trending, you know, this, you know, right now, like the whole meta universe and bitcoins and things kind of going down in the market, like the rest of the world. But there's this weird thing, you know, um, you know, how Facebook changed their name to meta because they're going to the meta universe. But what's crazy is they're actually now opening Facebook stores, a physical store of Facebook stores and they're doing pop-up stores. So the craziest thing I see with us is how we can actually bridge this digital world that's eventually we're already kind of in the meta world everyone's on their phones and things like that but and also connect the physical world so this is where we see lockers in our network so say if you're on pokemon go running around town and you can then get an offer from Domino's saying hey go pick a Domino's gift card or a pizza you know that's not the best example we're doing right now because you could put a pizza in there but you can actually go in and physically connect the physical world to the metaverse through a harbor locker. And that's where we see a really savvy entrepreneur that we've been talking to is like, hey, how do we do this? Because there's still this huge need of being physical, actually touching physical things that you can put in a locker, then also playing in this metaverse world that's all strictly digital. So we see ourselves as this connector, but you know, for us, we're a hardware manufacturing company. We're also a public locker company. So we're really seeing the biggest, craziest thing I've been talking to some individuals is how do you connect these together in the physical world and we're the conduit between it. Uh, and that's where um, 
I see it happening. We already see that in our pilot market. We do stuff. We post stuff on Facebook in the digital world, and then people can then come and pick up a physical item, I guess a giveaway through our locker. And that's where we see a lot of brands um, having really high user acquisition costs and things like that. The lockers can really provide that conduit of physical and digital together. And that's kind of the craziest thing that I see happening is what, what savvy entrepreneurs and companies that kind of take this idea and start um, integrating into their user experiences. Can you talk about your deployment so far, both from it sounds like you're just in one uh, pilot market right now, are, are you expanding to others when, and then uh, from a uh, uh, apps I can use that can, that can leverage the Harbor network, um, how many apps do you have out there and what those look like? Yep, so um, we're currently in like a private alpha stage of product development. We're going to go into a private, you know, beta coming up here. And then with that, you know, we're currently working with six um, current app companies, um, integrating different locker experiences. We currently have uh, one app called Drop Locker, that um, is an app that we developed internally, kind of really build the use case and also get our hands on and like really get market feedback because a big component of us actually say, hey, this, how does other people build it? But the best way to learn is actually building it yourself and learning all the different friction and ideas so you have to be a really good advisor and help your partners build successful. So that's where we're on the app side. We have apps and apps in the pipeline currently be developed. Um, you know, then uh, that'd be coming out um, within this quarter. And then the next thing is the market. And that's where us being trusted partners with our app companies. Um, we're currently working on different locations around Northern California and in the potentially Southern California locations, but we work really closely with the, uh, our app companies on really identifying where the proper location is to deploy location. So, uh, you know, our grand vision, um, you know, within the next three years, we have 10,000 lockers, but we really are working really close with our partners on the next locations. Um, and we'll be having updates um, next month or so on actually revealing those locations to everyone. You can't, you can't give us a hint? Uh, I can tell you the self-driving cars around some of the locations we'll put them. So <laughs> eye out for that. So, so you kind of start Googling where self-driving cars are, California. It's only a couple markets out there, but uh, I think there's some silicone around the area as well. <laughs> All right. We'll have to keep a watch out for it. Um, great. So one of the last few questions I have is, are you um, – Add into the team now. How how can you know the podcast help? You know, are, are you recruiting new talent? Are you um, looking for uh, for more beta and uh, you know markets to get into? Uh, how can how can we kind of spread the word? You have to start the Locker podcast. This big way to spread awareness of lockers. Um, that's the big thing. Is you know spreading more and more awareness to businesses to. Actually, hey, this is a locker, and how can I leverage it in my business? So that's always the key goal: is how do we get more and more apps on our platform? Because you know it's very similar to the iPhone. The iPhone, if it didn't have any apps on it, there'd be no point to spend twelve hundred bucks buying this iPhone. But you know, it's like so. The key component is adding value and applications on top of these lockers, and that's where we see our current focus is: is getting more and more uh, companies integrating and uh, building apps on top of Harbor and integrating a value added experience to their customers. You know, that's the, you know, 
kind of like doing a key exchange or a patent drop-off or returns. So that's where we really focus on is getting more and more companies integrating. Um, and with that, you know, we always are looking for savvy people. Um, you know, we are going to be growing our team more and more um, as we're going more into the market. So if you uh, have a location that you think would be a great use case for a locker, we'd love to hear from you as well to become a locker location host. Well, um, you know, I, I always say that Uber wouldn't be around if it wasn't for the iPhone. Facebook probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the iPhone. Um, you know, the, the iPhone has changed the world with the, the, the concept of being really a platform and then a marketplace. And I know Harbor is building the same thing, right? So we, we hope that uh, a few years from now, we look back and go that there's almost as many Harbor lockers out there as there are iPhones. Uh, and that has been as uh, impactful in the world uh, and that everybody's using this to, to transact a lot of their, their physical uh, transactions. So um, keep up the good work with what you're doing there, Van. Uh, really excited to see the Harbor story progress. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And um, we'll be in touch soon. Cool. And thank you for having me on the podcast. And if you guys uh, want to join more, go to harborlockers.com. Um, you can request to join our um, request access to the platform. We'd love to share more with you. We're getting ready to um, kind of start some marketing as well. So if you want to just kind of look us up on, you know, LinkedIn, Harvard Lockers, it'll be um, there. We'll be sharing more and more as we're now kind of moving out of our pilot market into our next market. And and that's what we really want is work. You know, we have our Slack group, but we really work with entrepreneurs. We want to really add value to the community. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And um, thanks again. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one, guys.